Welcome to the the Gooch podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the, the the Discheads podcast. I am your host Jacob, and I'm uh, I'm here as well. <laughs> and here's my here's my guest star, Lachlan. <laughs> wow! You, thanks for letting me into my own house and uh, setting up my microphone on my computer. This was, of course, all my idea. Do you remember? Do you remember the, the conversation we had? I do. It was something something along the lines of, "Hey, extremely attractive bearded one." Um, that could be either of us. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. That that was about the the entirety of the conversation. You said something about my beard, and I stopped listening. Mm. That was like, hey, you know what? We should do a podcast, and I, and, and I, uh, and you're like, yeah, sure. And then I did all the all the heavy lifting, and I did all the editing, and I slayed a dragon at some point. Oh, so it's your fault that the podcast came out s- like six years after the previous episode because <laughs> you edited. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, we we released an episode the other day. You're welcome. Um, hopefully, this episode has actually come out reasonably close to that one and not. Like six years after, I keep saying six years. It's very specific. It is. I, I think you're you're marking this podcast with the number of the beast. So, well, it is episode six. So yes, yes, episode six. We should we should probably make a this go for at least sixty six minutes and six seconds. Okay, we can do that. And then even even if we go longer than that, we'll just cut the episode <laughs> mid sentence. Just cut it off. <laughs> Play like elevator music in, um <laughs> for the entirety of the runtime. So this is the first episode we've ever done. Next to each other. Yes, I'm. I'm now, as I, as the song goes, close to you. Grabs knees. He could have actually grabbed my knees, but instead he did a stage direction. He, he had the ability. He had the ability to touch me for the first time, even before marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we weren't bringing this up. We're not bringing this up. We're moving on. Hey, do you like movies? I like sex. I mean, I like, I like before marriage. Oh shit. <laughs> Yes, I like movies. Do you like movies? I like movies. Yeah. Um, I saw, <laughs> you seen seen any movies? I saw. Um, uh, I saw Toy Story four. Did you see Toy Story four? Wow. Mm. You saw Toy Story four before the last podcast we did. I was just a piece of shit and hadn't seen it yet. So we've seen Toy Story four, um, and we're going to talk about it because that's generally what we do on this podcast. We drone on about movies for an uncomfortably long period of time. If you haven't picked up already. Yeah, um, but we're going to talk about Toy Story 4 and maybe uh, maybe some other fairly recent releases. Not exactly new releases, but... Releases is in movies and not the release of The Discharge that was my gooch. <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> Actually, before we talk about Toy Story, I have a bone to pick with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I visited your house last weekend and now you're here visiting mine. Mm-hmm. I saw something on your wall when I was visiting you. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> I'm begging you, please don't. This man has bullied me. No shay. For this man has bullied me for owning the Predator Steelbook, but he has a poster on his wall of the Predator. What say you, <laughs> guilty one? Okay, it came free in a magazine, and I thought, you know what? I like the Predator, not the, the movie. I like the original Predator, but the poster for the new one's cool. And I couldn't be fucked buying the poster for the original movie, so I just put it up on my wall. And now, as and because Lachlan pointed out this monstrous act of <laughs> hypocrisy, I have now got a sharpie and crossed out the. I have footage of it. Uh, if I'm bothered, I'll uh, I'll put the footage here. Wow, look at that! Amazing. 
Incredible! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! This is this, this is uh, this is pretty damning footage you've got here. I, <laughs> I'm going to go into hiding for another six months. Oh, good. That saves my editing hands. <laughs> Toy Story Four. What'd you think, Jacob? I think we have slightly differing opinions. So, yeah, only slightly. I enjoyed it a lot, but but <laughs> but it, but it's probably the worst in the bunch. Yeah, it's my least favorite of the four, but I still think it's like a millimeter off being a perfect movie yet anyway so mm. i mean just as a whole the whole franchise is just i it's it's great it's perfect i thought it was great jacob i thought it was great see now now that we've made we made pretty intense eye contact i i i, I could feel i can feel it in you whenever you say it's great it's, 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 a, it's a pretty special moment. See, I feel like most of the bullying you've done for me saying <laughs> that I thought it was great has been off off air, not actually on the podcast, so people might not even realise. If you haven't noticed, I, I say it a fair bit. Go back and listen to the previous episodes. But to be fair, like, today you didn't do it with much gusto. Like, you, like you, No, you've ruined back then, it. Back then it was, I thought it was great. It was almost musical. Yeah, you've ruined my catchphrase now. <laughs> <laughs> I had print, I had printed out like t-shirts and everything, and now I've had to burn them. To be fair, I don't think I was the one who brought it up to you. You were the one who brought it up, and then I just started bullying you for it. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I noticed I do this a lot. I was like, yeah, you do, you piece of shit. Should you, do you want to tell people what you've been bullying me about the last 24 hours? Your small penis. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was going for, but um, uh, laugh it up, fuzzball. Small penis syndrome. Um... <laughs> I don't... I can't remember. Good, we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Oh, yes! Okay, if, if we're in the mood for, for shaming, um, we were... Kink shaming. Kink shaming, slut shaming. Lachlan is the biggest whore I've ever, I've ever come true. across. That's true. I'm a whore. He's, he's a 4K whore. Speaking of 4Ks, we were in JB Hi-Fi as of yesterday. Did your testes just <laughs> vibrate? testes just vibrated. I left it in earlier. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> it's sliding out. Um... We were in JB Hi-Fi, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we were walking down... I was going to say the aisle. That sounds... <laughs> old... <laughs> That's why he's visiting me this weekend. Ultra homo. <laughs> but um, you were walking down the Blu-ray aisle. Hand in hand. <laughs> hand, hand, hand in hand. I'm picturing my wedding <laughs> down the Blu-ray aisle. <laughs> I can imagine this incredibly pissed off looking, just like JB Hi-Fi employee just chucking rice at us. <laughs> <laughs> but we're walking down and I um and as we're, and as we're just searching I notice there's an Alfred Hitchcock movie pack. What you said your friend owns that collection or something like that? Yeah, I was like I was like my friend of mine owns this collection and it's pretty good. It's a, a lot of good Alfred Hitchcock movies. And then Lachlan uh, in in a stage of just out of brilliance in his finest hour. In in his finest hour. This is this is <laughs> Do you want me to say what I what I said like verbatim? Yes. Okay. So I look at it I pick it up, I look through the movies, and I go, it's missing, like, this, this collection's only M, it's missing, like, some of his most famous work. It, like, where is, uh, where's Full Metal Jacket, A Clockwork Orange, um, Doctor Strangelove, The Shining, like, it's missing, like, his most famous movies. And then Jacob walks over to me and just whispers in my ear, that's Stanley Kubrick, <laughs> Lachlan. And <laughs> the look on my face, you said that. You went, like, yeah, the, the, that was the most embarrassed I've ever seen you look. And, um... <laughs> I didn't give you much shit for it, for it then because no. I, I, I didn't want to embarrass you too much. But then, 
I don't know why. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's... I think uh, it's the fact that I brought it up. I was like, Jacob, I'm really thankful of the fact that I said the most stupid shit ever. And, and, and you haven't bullied me about it. See, that's the... um. That's the that's the bad thing is that you should you should have just left it and then I wouldn't have believed you. <laughs> I deserved strike, it. Strike one. It was very embarrassing that I got Hitchcock and Kubrick fucking mixed up. My bad. Yeah. Well, actually, I watched Clockwork Orange a couple of nights ago. It is my favorite Hitchcock movie. But um, <laughs> uh, I I I know uh, Hitchcock is very gratuitous. <laughs> Um, Toy Story 4, yes. <laughs> Toy Story 4. It's a movie that I really, really, really liked, and the movie that you liked. <laughs> I did. I, um, I thought, um, this one was, even though it was good, and, had a, and I think it had a pretty solid ending, I thought it was pretty thematically shallow for the majority of it. See, we're not going to go into spoilers, but the ending is the bit that I question the most because I'm not sure that it earned its yeah. ending or just that I didn't... Be- I'm not sure I believe that those characters' motivations would were... What, what's the, what am I trying to say, Jacob? <laughs> those character motivations were earned. Yeah, that yeah. those characters would have those motivations and, and do that ending make make those decisions. Con- considering the the four films of, of build up like to it yeah i'm i'm not gonna it's hard it's hard to talk about it without spoiling it but this kind of suffers a bit of the indiana jones 4 dilemma where the third film in the series was the end mm-hmm. and, yes and then this has the, any further movies has the potential to be just another add-on yeah especially with me because i I tell everybody this, that Toy Story 3... See, most people would say their favourite film in the franchise is probably the first or the second. A lot of people say the second one. For some reason, Toy Story 3 is my favourite of the franchise to the point where it's, like, one of my favourite films of all time. I fucking love Toy Story 3. Uh, I will guaranteed ball my eyes out Mm -hmm. at the end of the movie every time. So I was of the the crowd saying this movie, Toy Story 4, should not exist. Uh, I was angry at the fact that it existed... The trailers came out. I was like, it looks fucking awful. Mm. I hate the fact that this exists. I was very pleasantly surprised that it's an excellent movie. Um, mm. Honestly, it's a good... It's probably the film to show people um, in response to complaints about continuing a franchise after it's already ended. Yeah. Um, Indiana Jones is obviously a horrible example. I was very concerned because Toy Story 3 has such a like a perfect ending to me. Um, and I do think this movie detracts from the ending, but not enough to lessen my enjoyment of this film. The thing is, with the ending of Toy Story 3, I don't know if we're spoiling Toy Story 3 or not. Let's, let's keep it vague. A, ca- a character departs. Yes. And everyone says goodbye. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure everyone would have seen it by now, but yes. Every, like, character departs, everyone says goodbye. It's technically not the end of their journey of their lives yeah but it's it felt like the end of the story mm-hmm. the toy story the toy story but <laughs> you know it actually just took me five seconds to realize you just made, made that pun um <laughs> just in case we haven't actually said this yet it is uh after midnight i think it's close to one in the morning and we're both very tired um so bear with us this is two episodes in a row I've used this excuse that I'm very tired but uh we are all very tired we both went to bed like four like two days in a row two days in a row four in the morning that's right he was being a good little little foot soldier and uh and editing the podcast (laughs) while while I was just sitting on the couch watching watching, sleeping bag watching PewDiePie (laughs) 
Um, I feel like this movie, Toy Story 4, should have been made probably, in order to make it feel a little bit, a little bit more earned, should have been made like, like 10 years after. When did Toy Story 3 come out? 20... 2011? 2011, something like that. Pro- it probably needed to come out a little bit, little bit later. So it had, Close enough. So it probably had that more of like, oh, we are revisiting it. And this is the final one, as opposed to like eight years is a pretty long time. It's, it's a long time. It doesn't feel like a long time because I don't know. I don't. It just doesn't feel long. Because Jacob's just lost the concept of time. Yeah. <laughs> Go to bed at four a.m. Everyone. He's, he still goes to school each morning, and they have to <laughs> they have to turn him around and walk him out of the school. You will not believe the amount of odd looks I get from people. I'm still wearing, like, the uniform and shit. He's wearing his same uniform he had when he was a kid. He hasn't bought new sizes. He's just wearing skin-tight school uniform. He's sitting in the front row of a kindergarten class, raising my hand. I brought I brought in this stuffed animal for show and tell. Uh, Miss, Miss Irvine, uh, why is Toy Story 4 being made when Toy Story 3 was Kino? <laughs> Sit down, Jacob. <laughs> show and tell time. I brought the Stanley Kubrick collection. It's got Psycho and the birds. <laughs> this is the 13th time you show that. Show something else. <laughs> this is my inhaler. <laughs> um, but, and fucking, god damn. Uh, we, we, we apologized endlessly last episode that it was going to be just an incomprehensible mess. Um, and this episode is also going to be that. So we apologize again. We've, we've been going good so far, but yes, Toy, Toy Story Four is. Um, I, I think what I mean by thematically thematically dry is that what's the first movie about, essentially? I yeah, they're all variations on the same theme. Yes. Uh, but yeah, okay. I don't have any so comeback for that. Central theme is kind of like friendship and rejection, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, I mean, story wise, that it they all go through the same leaps and bounds i guess oh yeah but um i th- i think um yeah the, the first film was basically about friendship and jealousy mm-hmm. and being able to handle a new a new person which is cool second film is about honestly like you probably remember the toy story 2 more than me because i haven't seen toy story 2 in ages it's um, about um he gets kidnapped woody gets kidnapped by uh al big al yeah, Nine, and 9,000 AL. <laughs> he gets kidnapped by 9,000 AL films. He, say, he says, your first movie was was good, but it could have been better. <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> um, Six out of ten. But yeah, that, that film is about, um again, probably friendship and jealousy. I, I, yeah, Stinky Pete's jealous of Woody. Stinky Pete's jealous of Woody. Um, about, like, what we use toys for. Hmm. But um, Toy Story 3 is, is, is all about... um abandonment and uh learning to learning to move on yes this film is about abandonment and moving on probably to a, a greater extent like it, mm. it probably is, is the one that focuses the most on like, yeah. the idea of rejection it expands on the ideas of the third movie i guess i guess so um to the point where um i dare say it might be- betray some of the characters a little bit which is why you probably think the ending is not too d- deserved i think it uh yeah yeah I think that all of the new characters they bring in are great. I enjoy. They are. I enjoy every single one of them, but it does sideline a lot of the actual main cast. Like Woody's in it a bunch. He's still the main character. Buzz isn't in it that much, and they made his character a moron for some reason. <laughs> uh, not complaining because I I find it very funny in the film, but <laughs> he's a fucking idiot in this one more so than the previous ones. Um, but the rest of the the rest of the gang, 
are almost not in it. They have maybe one or two lines of dialogue each. Like when I say gang, I mean like Rex, um, even like even like Jesse. Yeah, um, but yeah, Rex, uh, like, Potato Head, all those. Yeah, they barely speak. They're all confined to the area of one van. Yeah, throughout the majority of the film, mm, they don't have much to do, which is funny because they're in all the promotional material. They're like they're the posters. Of course, they're in the promotional material. It's all like, <clears throat> but like they want to sell I, toys. What I mean is the posters will have like three or four characters on it. They'll have Woody, yeah. a couple of the new characters, and then like Rex, and it'll be like, well, why is Rex on the poster? Rex isn't in this movie, basically. Pretty much. Um, they bring back Bo Peep, which I thought was kind of a shit moment in three, where you're like, oh, Bo Peep's gone. That was sad. Sad that she's gone. Woody, Woody seems very sad about it. I like that they, yeah, I like, I like that they, they expanded on it at the start of the film. Yeah, um, that's a good, that's a great moment in mm-hmm. the beginning where they, um, explain what happened to, to Bo Peep. It is full of great moments, this film. What I, what I do give it praise for is its villain in particular being less one-dimensional than the previous three villains well yeah maybe just less obvious is probably like less obviously a villain oh yeah they're not one-dimensional characters but they are fairly clear-cut villains whereas this character you say evil (laughs) yes i almost did the voice this character has has a bit more to do than the other ones Mm. they basically aside from sid so sid's just plain evil then the next two films they're characters that start off as friendly and good and then reveal themselves to be evil. Yeah. And this one, I'm not going to say because you get very little about the character in the trailer, so I'm not going to say what happens, but uh, is much more interesting. Yes. It, it, she has... This character, like... This this character has probably has, like, has, has probably the best arc in the movie, or like mm-hmm. the most heartwarming arc in the movie. Yeah. Which is kind of annoying considering how everyone else was sidelined, and you're like, oh, this, char- this character who... We don't actually know. Don't actually know very well. Yeah, is um, getting so much attention, mm-hmm. and it's and it's not like it's it's not like um, she has that much involvement in the plot, too yeah. much. Like other than like keeping a character hostage, I guess the um, <laughs> the uh, they could very much um, plot wouldn't be be too affected without it. Like she, she's just sort of sure, she's just sort of there, and then some. The story just ha- kind of has to revolve around it, and you're like. It feels it feels it feels like um, a bit disregarding to yeah to those characters yeah those you, characters you have actually just reminded me so the the main the story crux is about uh, Bonnie the little girl that there that owns all the toys now yeah. um, she goes to her first day of kindergarten and she makes a new toy called Forky now watching those trailers I was so terrified of this character because I thought he's going to be the most annoying fucking character ever. What did you think of Forky? Because I fucking loved Forky. I liked Forky a lot. Pretty much every single line of his got a chuckle out of me, which is very surprising to me, considering I thought he was super annoying in the trailer. See, that's what I thought he was going to be. I thought I thought he was just going to be a, a, a typical, like, high-pitched, squeaky cartoon character. But... Yeah, character that's just there to scream and be but, obnoxious. But it's kind of funny, because uh, what makes him hilarious is, in, in, in a really dark way, is that he's kind of... He just wants Real, to die. He's, he's just tragic. He, he like he, like he's a freak of nature in a, in a way. <laughs> he's, he's he's made out of a, a spoon, a spork, and um, got googly eyes, and he yeah. just somehow um, gains sentience. <laughs> and um, and like he's just trying. He's questioning his his, his his existence. He's like, "Am I trash or am mm. I fucking?" Which, again, even his story kind of gets pushed to the side a little bit. It's like this character's arc is. Does he does he learn to 
be a toy or anything like that. It, mm. it just sort of like, like the, like the whole plot is, is, is sort of revolves around this character who doesn't really change, and is, and that's Forky. So Forky gets gets lost, and they and um Woody believes that he has to get Forky back because he's Bonnie. He's the most intolerant. He's the most in toilet <laughs> porn to Bonnie right now. Yes, he's the most important to- toilet porn to, to, to Bonnie. <laughs> at, at the he's moment. the most intolerant to me. <laughs> he's just a bigot. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's the most uh, important toy to her mm-hmm. at the moment. So we have a, we, you set up a character who's questioning his existence and his place in the world, mm-hmm. and then doesn't really go anywhere. I even though I liked the character, I was like, they didn't. What was kind of his point other than to get? the characters from one place to another. And I, I get that his story isn't the main story, but like the story is mostly Woody's, mm-hmm. but it's not too obvious. It, it sort of becomes that towards the end. What are you like, saying, Jacob? Are you saying Forky's name should have been McGuffany? McGuffany. <laughs> lazy plot device. No, it's not really lazy. <laughs> what if that happened? What if Bonnie's like, I'm going to name you McGuffin. <laughs> and then just looks at the camera and winks. <laughs> And then, and then, then the lifts ru- up a can of coke <laughs> and starts slurping it. I can't talk; it's giving me a headache. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about the other new characters. So we got Forky, which we really like. Uh, so we like the villain, Gabby. Her name, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, who else have we got? So we got we got Bunny and Ducky, voiced by Key and Peele, who I also thought would be really annoying, but I actually found them pretty funny as well. Bunny, Ducky, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, were, they, were, they were funny. Like and them. then we've got. The most wonderful man in the world, Keanu Reeves, doing Duke Kaboom. This man can do no wrong, Jacob. He can, ex- except for um, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Okay, but, but that's 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 not his fault. <laughs> well, he, um, he was just miscast. Very, very miscast. Um, <laughs> yeah, Duke Kaboom. Yeah, he's a funny side character. He's I, wonderful. I, I remember somewhere that he, that, um, reading somewhere that he didn't have that much of a character, and like um, in order to um, get into his role. Keanu, I don't want to say forced, he's not a very forceful person, <laughs> kind of said, what's his motivation? Why is he the, like the way he is? And they said, fuck it, we'll just give him a tragic backstory. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great. It's hilarious. There's something very tragically... There's a, there's a real um, dark sense of humor that runs throughout the Toy Story movies that I love, mm-hmm. that like, each character has a real like hilariously tragic backstory. Yeah. Toy Story in general has got a lot of dark stuff to it. Like Every film has its really scary moments that you think it's weird for a kid's movie. Yep. The first movie's got the um the deformed mutilated toys, especially the the zombie like the zombie army men climbing out of like the plate. Sid's Frankenstein creations. Yeah, yeah, Sid's Frankenstein's creations. Um, second one's got um the dream that Woody has. That used to fuck me up a little. Yeah, bit. you know which one I'm talking about. Where he gets yeah. dropped in the bin. Yeah, I don't the... want to play with you anymore, and then drops him through a deck of cards. And this is a really trippy dream sequence. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. It, made, it used to make it made me very uncomfortable. Third one's got the the baby toy. That's freaky. It's got like the the lazy eyelid. Yeah, this is big giant monster, um, and they also torture Buzz <laughs> one bit. This one has the dummies. The dumb. Yeah, if, if you're afraid of like ventriloquist dummies or like really old dolls. Yeah, like, and, like, <laughs> enter at your own risk. Because they're you... fucking freaky. What is it with doll themed toy themed films coming out this year? You have like Annabelle. All within the space of a month, really. Yeah. Toy Story, Annabelle comes home, and you're still calling it Annabelle Creation. I was almost calling it that all weekend. Annabelle Far From Home is what I was calling it at some <laughs> point. And Child's Play. Yes. Child, it, Child's Play had some good promotional material for that. I it like did. That. It did. It was very entertaining. If you haven't seen it, basically, they, they copied... 
the promotional posters of other films, but had Chucky like brutally murdering the toys. <laughs> yeah. It was great. Well, um, <clears throat> part of the reason why, um, even though I do like, we do kind of um, feel a bit upset that some of the um, characters we know and love are sidelined a bit. I was actually kind of a bit grateful. Yeah. And I'll explain why. Because, um, I don't know whether or not it's just, um, it's just me. When I, the entire time I was watching Toy Story 3, and even some of, like, the, um, little short films that they had, um, short Toy Story skits that they had, um, following it, I felt that there were, at some point there was just too many characters. Okay. So, I was like, because I, 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 I've noticed that very rarely is there a moment to sort of relax a bit. So, there's, mm-hmm. there's moments where, when, when there's a whole group of, like, all the toys are there. It feels like every single toy is fighting to have a line. Like, oh, Slinky's got to talk. Oh, T- uh, Rex has got to talk. Mr. Potato yeah. Head's got to talk. It just, it just feels like... And it's not really, like, stuff that really adds to the, to the dialogue. It's like, if some person would go, oh, no, that sucks. And they'll just cut from, like, 20 people's reaction to one yeah, thing. Yeah, I get like, you. And that was that was happened a lot in Toy Story 3. And I was like, oh, that, that, that'll annoy me a lot. Because it's just like... Because it, it, it kind of just reminds me of that scene in Bohemian Rhapsody. Where um where where it is um the 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 classic editing scene with um Uh-oh. <laughs> um with Littlefinger whatever oh, what's his name again in real life uh, Aiden Gillen playing John Reed and all all the Queen band members sitting around the table and it just has to show everyone's every single person's reaction to mm-hmm. one to and you must be Queen and always Shrek but he's... <laughs> yeah so like other than that um so my I I can understand why even that. Like, sidelined a lot of the characters because even that they, they at Pixar are probably like we we don't have to have every single character in this scene mm-hmm. yeah if that was the case I'd be like we're fighting for lines to have and there was already so many toys introduced in number three yes and there's heaps more introduced not heaps more but a lot more reintroduced into four yeah it would have been just <clears throat> a shit show It'd yeah have... that's that's a good point I guess you, you can only juggle so much shit at the one time mm-hmm. um, so I guess yeah sidelining them to just have a smaller roster of characters does work. And probably, yeah, it does work in, in the movie's favour. Yeah. Instead of being detrimental. But yeah. it is just... I do want to hear my my little buddies <laughs> speak. We all want to see more of Buzz. <clears throat> yes. But, I, yeah, I, I do think that the um, the the ending... I feel that uh, it probably should have been hinted at earlier on. Oh, yeah. it, it is hinted. It, it, is, is, it, it, it is, is, but I still don't think it was quite there yet. Yeah. It needed a little bit more. Mm-hmm. because because the, the for a long time the story isn't about that yeah because i feel like we're, <laughs> we're really we're really like dancing around the actual spoiler because yeah. i feel like in the previous scene characters are still behaving in a different way to the way they do at that ending so yeah. i'm like mm, i don't know if you really would have done the things you did but yeah I'm not overly I'm not overly upset by it because I still thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Yeah, it t- take your parents to go see it. Like, yeah, it is. It is enjoyable. It's um, it's a. Did I, did I like it? I think they liked it, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, I took I took my mum to see it. I yeah, I watched it first with a friend, mm. uh, and then I was like, my mum needs to see this, and I went and took her to it, and yeah, she loved it. She thought it was great. Yeah. <laughs> did she say it exactly <laughs> like like mother like son? She went. I thought it was great. <laughs> and then you looked at looked at her and you were like, I wonder where I get it from. I I punched her in the head. I <laughs> said, <laughs> like, What would Jacob think? He's gonna bully you. <laughs> um, can I take a yeah? Um, I want to go on a, a little side note, but before we do, any final thoughts on? Um, yeah, I was just thinking we've probably got to wrap up on Toy Story. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I I loved it. I'm I'm a huge Toy Story fan. I think it's Pixar's best work. I always will. 
it's it's what they started with um it's just it's their it's their baby it's their wonderful creation and i will honestly if they do decide to make more movies after this i will probably have more faith in them now after seeing what they've did with they've done with this yeah um so yeah even if this is the last one it's it's a great ending if they make more i'll i'll go fucking see it <laughs> it's probably the best pixar film since toy story 3 mm-hmm. you know well i haven't seen coco yet but i've heard lots of good things about it but... it's good it's good i watched it for the first time a couple of months back yeah. but go on your tangent little man it's about toy story um i was just thinking about the, particularly the first toy story mm-hmm. um is it weird that I actually felt really bad for Sid in the first Toy Story? Can I just talk about it for a moment? Well, you just... Okay. Yeah, go for it. Because... Um, Explain yourself. Because he's the villain in the story, mm-hmm. but he's an accidental villain. And it, like... So the toys are designed or, like, act in a way where they're concealing their identity to everyone. Yes. So... And when people... And when... So when people think that they can get get away with something, they'll do it. That's why mm-hmm. Sid always, always is blowing up toys. He's having fun. He's, like, being destructive. He's a, he's a kid. Yeah. Having fun. Even if it is kind of fucked up in a weird way but um and but but you feel bad for the, you feel bad for the toys because they're going through such a, a horrible bit of torment yeah but i used to feel really get really kind of upset for sid at the end when um when when um when they all like attack him when they all attack him they all come to life and, and um, so play nice yeah that scene and, and sid runs inside he's off and he's, he's that's all freaky as well it's freaky like it's funny but i remember just as a kid they're kind of thinking this poor fucking <laughs> Jesus kid. Christ! Like, um, I know, I know, we were supposed to feel bad for the toys and hate mm-hmm. and kind of hate this character, but I'm like, this kid doesn't know any better. It's kind of your guy's fault. You guys are alive. <laughs> yeah, all these toys come to life and they're jumping on him. <laughs> so play, it. yeah, and then they're all, yeah, they've the genuinely <laughs> messed him up. Uh, Woody's doing the <laughs> the like horror movie thing where his head starts spinning. He's around. doing the Exorcist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's funny in re- in retrospect. But I remember as a kid, like, I don't I don't I don't know whether or not, or not it was just me being ultra sensitive. But I used to think like <laughs> little pussy, little pussy, poor. I was like poor, poor Sid. He just doesn't know any better. <laughs> and he didn't. And in, in, in that in that regard, um, did he? Des- do you reckon he deserved it? Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't only because so. I sympathize with the with the toys. Yes, but the, Sid didn't know any better. Like, if, do you reckon if, if Woody pleaded for his life and he was like, don't kill us, please, do you reckon he would be like, <clears throat> oh, okay, I'll stop it? Or, like, <laughs> so instead of that, they're like, let's, let's, let's fuck up this kid. I guess he'd probably still have the same effect. He'd freak out and scream and run away. Yes, but he, he but let him down easy is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> they got they got to be carried away is what, is, what I, is what I'm saying. I just need to go on a, a tangent as well. Just the fact we went to, we went to EB Games today. And found a pop vinyl of, speaking of the first Toy Story, of Mrs. Nesbitt. And it's wonderful. I, it I just wanted to bring up that scene because it's, it's the greatest thing. I quote it on the daily. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's Toy Story 4. That's Toy F- Story 4. Final rating for me is a 7. A 7? Yes. I'll give it a 9. Well, I'd say 7.5, but yeah. 7 seven just because some of those things do, do detract it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. It's a nine from me. It's it's Toy Story. I, I'm yet to see a Toy Story movie that I would not pop in at any moment of the day and enjoy. Exactly. We all want to pop pop in a, a Buzz and Woody, don't we? So, um... <laughs> What's next on the agenda, Jacob? <laughs> oh no! Oh shit! I've got to edit that out. <laughs>
<laughs> See, this is what I meant when I when I um when I said, "Can you can we not use our names for the first um, the first time we ever did this podcast?" And I said, "Can we kill Billet?" <laughs> and you were like, "I don't know what that means." So I showed him Kill Bill. Oh yeah, night. we just watched Kill Bill in, vol- in volume one and two. And they bleeped out um the real name of Uma Thurman's character, and I was like, "Can you do that for us?" And you were like, "No." <laughs> yeah, I I understand the reason why because ninety nine percent of the time when I say your name, I say your first and last name. I've had to train myself on the podcast not to do that, but we finally have slipped up. Um, not that they will know because I would have beeped it. Yes, but uh, I'm sorry, Jacob. I'm gonna write a post-it note on, on on your desk just so you remember to do that. I'll I'll listen to it. I was just thinking. I was I was listening listening to us talk, and I was like, do I need to edit this one, or can I just upload this without actually having to edit it? And then I've done that. <laughs> you're, 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 do you want me to give you my um my credit card as well and my home address? And <laughs> please yes. for all those who are wondering my um the three numbers on the back of the card that i'm gonna need you to put some blanks some blanks yeah in. that was really funny they, I mean, <laughs> wow they really enjoyed the part where you did those movements with your hands that they could totally see those movements were for you baby but um <laughs> uh next on the agenda is um Yes. Slow dancing? Fuck, what, what was the other movie we watched? Um, Spider-Man. Spider-Man Far From Home. Jacob, what do we think of Spider-Man films? In general, um... Actually, no, I'm going to take back that statement because you're just going to upset me. Jacob, what do we think of the character Spider-Man? He's a very endearing character and I like him. We like him. Hmm. What did you think of Spider-Man Far From Home? I missed an opportunity there. What? I could have said he's a menace. But, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Spider-Man Far From Home, it was good. Just good. I might say very good. It was fucking great, Jacob. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not being reserved for no reason. It was good, but and I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to be honest here. It was just good. It was fucking great, Jacob. It was good. You're. A, you're a fool. There are great moments in it, but yeah, it was like. Overall, the product was good. There was one great moment in particular, which was... I'm trying to come up like a rough time frame. Was from basically zero seconds to around the two and two hours, 30 minute mark uh, was when the greatness ended. Because um, the whole movie was great, Jacob. It was so fucking good. I also went and saw that twice. I took my mum to see it the second time. <laughs> and she... Uh, she thought it was great. There it is. <laughs> Say the line, Bart. <laughs> I thought it was great. Yay! <laughs> oh, man. Um, Spider-Man Far From Home is probably the best Spider-Man film since 2, in my humble opinion. Yeah. Oh, except for dis- dis- Discounting Spider-Verse. The best, yeah, live- best live action. Best live action one, yeah. What do you think is the best Spider-Man film, period? Ooh, it's a toss-up between Verse and 2. Mm, like- same. Yeah. I think Verse might... I don't know. I've been saying lately that Verse is the best one, but two such a good movie. I think Verse relies heavily on our knowledge of the character. So true, true. All it, and movies before it, so yeah. And then again, so does two. It relies on you having seen the first movie. <laughs> well, if that's the only requirement, then well, you only really. I would say to enjoy Spider Verse. Actually, you don't have to have seen any Spider Man movie, but to get an extra giggle, you can. Watch Spider-Man 2 and 3. Oh, yeah. And then you get an extra little reference. That's, that's about it. 
Spider-Man Far From Home is the movie we're actually talking about. <laughs> yes. You know what just didn't disappoint about the um, the film beforehand, Spider-Man mm. Homecoming? Yes. Is I thought um, people had always been talking about how shit Marvel villains are and mm-hmm. how they only had Loki. Well, Vulture, and, uh, aside from Thanos as well, but, um, yeah. but that was a bit after the fact. But when um, Homecoming came out, I remember thinking, wow, they like um they actually did Vulture really really good. Yeah, he's one of their most fully realized villains. I think that they've done. Yeah, and fully understandable. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's got lots of screen time. You understand his motivations, why he does what he does. Yes. He's entertaining to watch. He's got a fantastic uh, twist that I do not want to spoil because it's probably the best, my favorite part of the movie. Yes. Um. Yeah, he's wonderful. He's Michael Keaton, dude, and he's threatening. Yes. Like um, we have dark elves going and shooting shit, and it's just that's not really as threatening and menacing. That's boring. It's been to death. But just Michael Keaton, just doing his thing, doing his thing is is amazing. And once again, I think we've proven that it must be just Spider Man mm-hmm. and just the Spider Man characters that because we have a a great villain here. Yes. With another great twist. Yes, we do. I mean, comic book fans would know what, know what the twist is, but like general audiences would be like, oh. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like a surprise to anyone who is familiar with the characters at all, but still wonderful, wonderful, fully realized villain. Um, wonderful film, Jacob. And a wonderful integration of, um, how should you say, a cinematic universe. Yes. Yes. Yes, very true. It was, it had a lot of interaction with other marvel films in it but didn't didn't just feel like a stupid fucking marvel <laughs> movie i guess and it didn't rely too heavily on um yeah on those things yeah it didn't feel like you ha- i was gonna say it didn't feel like you have to have seen all these other films you don't really but i think it does help so i'm gonna retract that statement yeah um jake gyllenhaal's in it Yes, as as the villain, as Mysterion, Mysterio, sorry, <laughs> Mysterion, the fucking, the fucking South Park character, yes. Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, if you've ever listened to the first episode, you'll know he's the first thing we ever discussed on this podcast. Mm. Uh, because I think we brought up Spider Man, and then we went, "Oh, there's a new Spider Man movie coming out next year." Oh, Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. Wow, he's very attractive. Do you think that movie's going to be any good? I don't know. Well. We've seen it now. Jake Gyllenhaal's attractive as ever. Mm. <laughs> and he's great. Um, I thought he was great, Jake. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm really, really going all in on this line today. You know what's funny? Actually, that actually, if I talk about that, I'd be going into spoiler territory. But the, the subtlety in his performance, um, you aren't quite sure about him. Yeah. I remember saying this as soon as I finished watching it. I was like, I was watching this movie and I was wondering why Jake Gyllenhaal was in this movie because he was doing a fairly reserved, plain performance. Yeah, like they just needed a guy to play a guy. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, he's such a high-profile actor. Why is he in this? And then it clicks and and I was like, there he is. There's Jake Gyllenhaal. The reason why he signed on. Yes. Yeah, because he, Jake Gyllenhaal, like, he, he doesn't seem like... He's a fairly reserved guy in real life. Yeah. But like, um, and not exactly like the, the charming sort of Chris Evans or... Robert Downey Jr. type, but mm-hmm. like he's um, he's just a nice, just kind of a nice guy. But he, but as an actor, he's always good at playing, just, um, fairly out there. Yeah, I don't say weird, but like, cuckoo. Yeah, a bit, a bit, <laughs> a bit fucking insane. <laughs> so um, I love Jake Gyllenhaal so much. I don't think I've ever watched a movie of his that I haven't like loved him in it at least. Yeah. 
Well, that's I actually if you, if that's the case, you really need to watch Enemy then. I do. I I'll happily watch anything that he's in. He does take off his shirt and fuck someone, so that that will give us both much Ooh. pleasure. Ooh. He takes off his shirt in Prince of Persia as well, which fuck everybody. Prince of Persia is way better than everyone says it is. I actually haven't seen it. I don't understand why people don't like it. It's it's not very faithful to the games, but I mean, people that have never played the games also don't like it, and I don't know why. I think I think it's a fun little adventure movie. Plus, there was the whole um, racial issue about casting, where yeah. we where we got. Well, to, to be fair, like if I remember, he's Swedish. Um, ben Kingsley in it is in it, but he's not Iranian either. Mm-hmm. He's um, Indian. I think he's Indian. Yeah, is he? well, yeah, he's half Indian. Huh. Um, and and another character was like Venezuelan or something like that. I think she was like port, like Gemma Arterton is in it. I don't know where she's from. Yeah, she's so, British, isn't she? So no Persians, no actual Persians are in the film. So true. Can, so can, so can you get away with it? I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, it's based on the game The Sands of Time, where everyone speaks with British accents anyway. It's already tainted blood. <laughs> Well, when everyone speaks in a, te- in a in a British accent in the film, you can just you can just tell it's um because they didn't want to do the accent. That's yeah. that's Chernobyl. Chern- Chernobyl is set in the Ukraine, and everyone's speaking. Well, everyone, oh, they're not doing every- like Russian sort of accents. No, they're just doing um. Well, they're kind of just doing their own accents. They just got a lot of British people in. Oh, okay. Because still don't know that I'm still yet to watch Chernobyl, which is fucking great show. Mm-hmm. Is it as good as Spider Man Far From Home? I don't know. We'll have to see. <laughs> um, from the sounds of things, yes, yes. Because <laughs> no, at no point in Chernobyl did it have such an amazing mid-credit scene. So yes, which we can't discuss at all. But it's probably the best part of the whole movie. We'll just say, as a, as a fan of a fan of the character and as a fan of um the first, as as a fan of just the Spider-Man films in general. Yeah. Um. Amazing. 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 I was. I actually. I don't. I don't usually get excited. In, I, like. Like. It's weird. Like. I don't get excited in, in movie theaters anymore. I'm like, mm-hmm. that happened. Jacob's void of all emotion. But when that happened, I actually, I started, I started kind of, like a fucking cowboy, just started slapping my knee real hard. I was like, <laughs> in exci- <laughs> in, 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 just in excitement to sort of channel it out. I was like, oh yeah, dude. When it happened, when when the mid credit scene happened, I audibly, like I don't usually make much noise, especially because I was sitting in the cinema fucking by myself <laughs> i went no fucking way like out loud <laughs> it was incredible it was it, it was probably the best moment of the year and, th- and that and that tanks every every other film we've seen yeah it was it was wonderful i feel like we haven't discussed this movie much and i'm not sure where we actually yeah, can um, go with this uh some people like the new spider-mans the disney spider-mans but like i know i know there's um a lot of um Raimi, I don't want to say Raimi Taz, because we are like the Raimi films, but like... Yeah, there's there's a lot of people that... I guess it's just what happens when you reboot a franchise constantly. You you get new fans for each new iteration, yeah. and they're going to be loyal fans that don't like the new ones. So the Raimi people, diehard Raimi fans don't like the web stuff or the, or the Marvel stuff. Uh, and then there's people that really like the web movies who fucking despise Tom Holland's version because they, you know lost out on their their version yeah. so there's a lot of a lot of content between the different the different fan bases within the marvel movies um i'm someone because you're you're someone that's like i know you like the new ones but you're mostly a fan of the raimi ones whereas i'm someone that's just a scum sucking fucking spider-man fan that will 
enjoy any fucking Spider-Man you throw at me, it seems, because even the worst of the worst Spider-Man films, I will happily watch. You'll just slurp that shit up. I will, I will. Amazing Spider-Man 2, give that film a fucking Oscar, I'll love it. <laughs> I understand that it's garbage, but I fucking love that it. That film is the equivalent of, like, fucking sloppy seconds. It is sloppy, <laughs> is sloppy seconds incarnate as a fucking movie. I cannot believe you like sloppy seconds spider-man 2 <laughs> the amazing sloppy seconds i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm a bad person but i really like it it's the one film i keep giving you keep giving you shit about like I, you I, always I, have I, I i will refrain from i, I will be more I'm, ra- I'm, 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 ra- I'm raising my right hand at the moment and i'm gonna put it on my heart i will respect your your opinion on any movie even if we disagree about it mm-hmm. from now on but i will to this day still keep giving you shit for liking the amazing <laughs> spider-man 2 so See. I've come to terms with it now. I used to be really upset that you didn't like the movie. <laughs> I was like, why don't you like it, Jacob? I slowly realized that nobody likes it. Mm. Except uh, except one of like one other friend that I have. No, two other friends that I know really like it. Like, it's their favorite Spider-Man film. <laughs> um, need to get better friends. But um, mm. I don't know. I don't know what it is. We keep talking about other Spider-Man films, though. Far From Home is also a good movie, despite the fact that we seem to be more interested in talking about literally any other movie right now right it's got it's got some um it's kind of like dr strange in a way where a lot of the great actiony moments yes. aren't actually what we think they are yeah uh, mysterio is the master of illusions yes. and there are scenes involving illusions that are just visually wonderful yeah <clears throat> fantastic fuck, fuck with you head a bit yeah but um also it's um I think this is part the reason why I, I think this is kind of the point is that the reason why I was bringing up the fact that there's a rift in the Spider-Man communities of all these like the Raimi fans and the web fans and the Holland fans is that um, um these at, at least at least with the web films and the Raimi films uh, I like that we say the Raimi the Raimi fans the web fans and the Holland fans we are the directors fans the directors fans and then this actors fans <laughs> I don't know who directed I think oh, da- Tom Yates or David Yates really something Yates the guy did the Harry Potter definitely Hallow movie Hallow Hallow's oh, movie. No, that's David Yates isn't it yeah I think his name's Tom Yates then right but anyway but um we'll start we'll start saying Maguire Maguire Garfield and Maguire Holland. Garfield yeah sorry go on your go on your thought but um yeah I think I think um even Ra- Raimi fan the Raimi Garfield uh, Maguire fans respect the Garfield movies to a certain extent is even though the shit about it they hate Mm-hmm. But um, it tried to incorporate and, and still kept the central theme of um, why Spider-Man is the character he is. Yeah, because of his loss, because of his the big heftiness of responsibility. So you think Bob- that they <clears throat> they don't like the new Holland ones because they skip over that? Yeah, I think the reason they did that though is because we've already seen his origin story twice, and yes. we all know we all know it already. We don't need to see it again. Yeah, I I understand I understand it, but like yeah. They they try to, it feels very. I will, I will say this about some of the casting, about some of the jokes, about some of the setups from Homecoming and from this film. It does feel very, um, and because it's with such a young cast, it feels very Disney Channel ish. It's it's certain... definitely an MCU movie mm. with its humor. Um, yes, but yeah. Well, I mean, it's. I think it's good that they've got a really young cast because he's a teenager. <laughs> the one thing that I will say about the previous five films before he went into the MCU is that they're all 40-year-old men <laughs> going to high school. 
and that note, they they don't arrive. But it, but I think um the most emotional like you, you don't have to do the whole Uncle Ben story over and over mm-hmm. again. Fair enough, but like but like even so, the home, homecoming and Far From Home, even though they've got some emotional moments, yeah, it's um they're very lacking on that, and people sort of miss the heftiness of the Raimi and the Garfield sure. movies. But um if they but I, I appreciate that they they would probably want to do something different. So they're just making it, they made Homecoming just kind of just straight up comedy. Yeah. On the other end of the scale, though, because we've both said probably the best live action since Spider-Man 2, is that I do think it definitely captures the feel of Spider-Man as a character more in this film Mm. that I haven't seen since Spider-Man 2. Because Spider-Man as a character is a guy that just never catches a break. He he wants to do right, and he does do right. He's he Mm. saves the day and all these things, but it's always at a cost to his own personal life. He just yeah, that's the most Spider-Man 2-ish thing about it. Yeah, Spider-Man 2, he just gets just destroyed the entire movie. Just nothing goes his way. <laughs> you feel really bad for him. And this film, not not to the same extent, but it's it's very fast-paced and things always going wrong for him in the movie. Yes. He's trying to do the right thing. He's trying to juggle his responsibilities and, and try and live a normal life and just constantly... Uh, is just getting bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, bad I will, results. I, 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 will, I will admit a, a this about it. Like, um, I, I think um, it might have been handled in Spider-Man 2 better because he's struggling to... It's kind of like... I don't know why I brought up Hannah... I'm going to bring up Hannah Montana. But it, it, it's... Struggle of the best of both worlds. Struggle of the best of both worlds, essentially. <laughs> That's a perfect analogy. <laughs> but with um, But with this film... It just kind of seemed that um, he didn't want to be Spider-Man at all, which I thought that from everything we've, everything we've seen, um, well, it's probably just as he just wanted to go on a holiday. Yeah, which is which is the big thing. He's just kind of like, I want to go on a holiday and I want to forget about everything for mm-hmm. for about a week and, and then focus on this chick that I like. Focus on this chick and I like just focus on myself um, in a like yeah, just catch a break. Mm-hmm. And but because <laughs> he's had a very stressful last couple of avengers movies <laughs> he needs a break he does and for that reason you feel you feel bad for him but like it it does make him seem a little bit selfish where you're like mm-hmm. where, where in spider-man 2 it was like he, he didn't seem selfish he just seemed like you un- you understood it more yeah with his just like the world's gonna end oh i want to go talk to mj it's like really i know, <laughs> well, he's I, know a teenager. I, I know it's i know it sucks but yeah it's like um it was probably done a little bit better in Spider-Man 2. It's mm-hmm. still, still, still good. Like you, yeah. un- you understand the pain that Peter's going through because he's just a kid. He just mm-hmm. wants to be well, yeah, with his he, friends. He wants to live a normal life. He didn't ask for all this responsibility mm. that a lot of the other characters are enforcing on. They keep they keep bringing it up as well. It's like, Peter, you need to save us. Peter, you need to be doing this because you have these powers. Peter, why are you so fucking shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like um, I, I think I think this um. This will be a point of contention that people will bring up in um, to attack the film mm-hmm. is um, in Avengers: Infinity War, he all he wanted to do was kind of, you know, fuck school life. Yeah, he, he just wants to be an Avenger. He just wants to be an Avenger. Now it's the opposite. He mm-hmm. wants to be just a ki- like a kid again. And I think I think because of what happened to him through those films, though he's he's realized he's he just needs a yeah. He's in over his head. Because he, he wants to, because it's, it's a whole thing in Homecoming as well. He wants to be, he feels like he could be doing something more. Uh, and he does something more and he's like, oh shit. <laughs> I, it's like, I, to, to the, yeah, to that I'd say I understand why they think that. But I think, I think the reason why I, I, I wasn't too upset about it mm-hmm. is because um, 
it's probably the reason he wanted to do this whole trip and focus on getting the girl, getting the weird cunt MJ. And uh, <laughs> uh, is uh, probably, pro- one, because it was too much responsibility, but two, it was um, probably the guilt he felt. Yeah. So he's just like, I want to get away. Mm-hmm. I want to get away. I want to, I, I just want to relax. So yeah. you, like, you, un- you understand it. Because like, which is, it, which is kind of, it's kind of a shame when you have a cinematic universe because, like, you can't really watch a, the trilogy yeah. without watching certain other films to understand the character. Because, like, it's yeah, funny. going going from Homecoming to Far From Home isn't the same as going from Homecoming to Infinity War to Endgame to yes. Far From Home. Which is why this is why this is also why I'm why I brought up the the Raimi fans is because when they say that um all oh, the Spider Man movies or the the Spider Man shit in the mcu or it's lame or whatever mm-hmm. um i think them they might have a point to a certain extent because the most emotional best stuff like dramatically that happens with spider-man is in a different film is in a different film yeah not, ab- not about him and you know, to, to be fair like when i guess people have seen infinity war by this point but like when spider-man air quotes bites the bullet mm-hmm. people were crying I remember, I remember when in the theater, like people were crying, and I was like, "This isn't even his own film." And I know, people, and people were crying. <laughs> it's people his most cr- like his his peak emotional moment in this yeah. in this franchise, which I can understand. Like people can get annoyed, like, "Oh, why aren't the films like that?" But um, mm-hmm. his his own films like that. But if it's gonna be a cinematic universe, then that's yeah. Every, each like you you can't just have like the characters go through their journeys. Every in, single film, every like in their just or even just just in their own films, yeah. Because then, in the crossover films, they have no point in being there, I guess. Yes, other than to fight the bad guy, mm-hmm. which is... Not how you make a good movie, really. <laughs> yeah, because other, yeah, other than that, it's That's just... how you make Justice League, not how you make Avengers Infinity War. <clears throat> <laughs> what, do you, what do you think of Peter and MJ? Do you like it or do you not like it? It's okay. Like, it's, um... It's probably more of a healthy relationship than in the, in the Raimi films, but, um... I mean, more like I, I just I don't I don't I don't like the MJ character because like well, she was heaps fucking annoying in Homecoming. She was, but she was um, weird. Whereas in this one, I kind of liked her. I, yeah. I thought I liked their chemistry because they're both just weird, mm. awkward people. Uh, I know my mum hated her, but my mum didn't even remember what happened in Homecoming. She was like, "Is this a new character?" And I was like, "No, mum." <laughs> mm. Yeah, it just it's just because like, in in Homecoming she just felt like antagonistic and sassy for no reason, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh." Like I, I get it, it's probably because she likes, secretly likes Peter. But mm. I um yeah, I did the, actually notice. I rewatched Homecoming a couple of weeks ago, and you do notice she does actually look at him like a lot in the background of shots. She'll always be like dropping a glance at him. I was like, ah, yeah, it's it's cute. I didn't really like it. Like like even though I I think the romance in the Raimi films, especially by Spider Man Three, at that point got really fucking deranged and toxic. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not a good couple at not all. Not a good couple when. Spider-Man and MJ in the in Spider-Man Two got together mm-hmm. at the end. It was so uplifting, even though the um, you're like, oh yes, finally Peter got his dream girl. Yeah. Um, in this, I was like, oh yeah, P- Peter got his not his dream girl, but Peter got the girl in the end. But it didn't feel as um. I mean, it's just, it's 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 uplifting. I don't know. It's just a girl in high school. Yeah, just a girl in high school, and she but... and she's just and she's just sort of weird. But I did think it was cute. Yeah. It was... Yeah, it was... Yeah, that, that's it. I that's thought it was cute. I thought it was cute. 
<laughs> now, uh, we need to wrap up on Spider-Man. We've got a, one more film to discuss. Actually, speaking of Sam Raimi... Yes. Can I also just quickly mention that the teacher characters in Far From Home I fucking hated. <laughs> That's about it. All right. Last, um, last, last mention, I, I'm going to give that also about a 7 out of I'm 10. I'm going to give it a 9 and a half. A nine and a half. Wow, that's a that's a that's an endearing. Um... Spider Man's epic. <laughs> Spider Man. Spider Man's cool. But yeah, speaking of Sam Raimi's Spider Man trilogy, we also watched a film that he didn't direct, but he produced. Uh, In which... Serbia, apparently. <laughs> yeah, the entire the entire credits was just talking about Serbia the whole time, and there was just every single person's last name ended with the the letters V I C. Vic. Vic. Or uh, or NIC? VIC and... Or was it DIC? Some, though. <laughs> I don't know. There was just... There was Vicks everywhere, man. We watched Crawl. We just watched it earlier today. What'd you think, Jacob? I loved it. <laughs> it was, I, li- I liked it. It was really enjoyable. <laughs> so if you don't know what Crawl is, uh, it's a film about uh a a girl who is going to go rescue her father from a category five hurricane in florida her Mm. her dad's not answering her calls so she's wondering if he's still in the building so she goes there to go get him and all hell breaks loose and there's alligators everywhere cue a pretty fucking enjoyable horror movie it is It's, it's it's um when people say that it's um the the jaw just jaws with alligators mm hmm um, not quite. Not quite. It does. It does what Jaws did for. I think it will do what Jaws did for um sharks or what um Mister filmed with alligators, but it's just for like even just a. It's not high budget, but even just as like, as like a, a midsummer, mm-hmm. just straight up horror thriller action piece like set piece, <clears throat> it works. It's very it's simple very but good. very effective, and it's um very claustrophobic because it's yes. all set within like the confines of one one house mm-hmm. the alligators are terrifying a lot of the time <laughs> yeah they're 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 a bit um i don't want to say goofy but they're a bit um inconsistent every now and then and mm-hmm. i mean in every sense of the word which we'll get into but um yeah. very just very serviceable drama mm-hmm. like girl estranged from father yeah. needs father to encourage her mm-hmm. etc etc they, they they get back together yeah it really gives you all it gives you all that you need it yeah it doesn't try to go overboard on making you care for people, but it's it doesn't... It's not pretentious. It knows yeah, what it is. It, yeah, it, exactly. It's very it's very self-aware of what it is. It's people have come to see a movie where people are getting attacked by alligators and you'll get what you came for. And yeah, exactly. it's fun. Yeah, it's, 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 not like, it's not what you get what you came for, like in the sense like, it's, oh, here's some schlock bullshit. Yeah, yeah, no, like... no. But um, it's, it's definitely... Um, I mean, I, I felt like I definitely got what i wanted out of it though yes yes yes. it's um it's 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 the best the best way i'd describe it is it's satisfying Mm -hmm. satisfying tension satisfying drama satisfying effects oh yeah satisfying violence (laughs) Um, yeah i I mentioned that to you that i i thought the movie was only rated m so i was pleasantly surprised when i was seeing people like getting ripped limb from limb (laughs) (laughs) um so it's set in florida yeah Um, florida man Florida man, there's there's a I did I did enjoy there's a part at the beginning where she's listening to the radio and there's a bunch of hicks saying why can't we shoot guns up into the <laughs> into the hurricane? It's um, dangerous. 
It just sounds very Another funny. gator! Give me that shovel! <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he does attack one with a shovel at one point. Yeah. Channeling his inner monster zinc. <laughs> then, we, then just purple blood rises to the top of the water. And you're like, oh shit. <laughs> Twas Randall. <laughs> um... Yeah. Um, oh shit, we killed Steve Buscemi. He's just his buggy poppy eyes oh, just popped to the top of the water. <laughs> Sorry, say what you were going to say. Um, good film. Good, good film. Good <laughs> film. all you had to say. Good good tension. I Run, run through the plot and then go, good film. Thank I'm, you all for listening. I'm normally a very kind of timid, edgy person. Mm-hmm. And I mean edgy, like, as in like, oh, I tell... 9-11 jokes. 9-11 jokes, but like... Um, kind of a lot of time on edge um so normally a jump scare like it'll get me not because like oh so scary it was because like oh i i'm my body's going into shock because bang but um yeah i will say there was some decent jump scary moments in yeah as far story. as jump scares go because i'm not a big fan of jump scares because i think they're very uh they're the, they're the, well you can use them well but generally they are the lowest form of horror because they're the most obvious way of getting a reaction out of people mm. um people seem to go fucking crazy for jump scares they're like that was the scariest movie i've ever seen it's cheap yeah it's just cheap yeah um but yeah i thought the jump scares in this one um yeah they were pretty effective they they didn't rely on on over-the-top music and sound effects mm. uh just like they generally did have a loud, a loud noise accompanying them yeah. but made sense in the context of the film yeah. like if an alligator is going to a- attack you it's going to like launch and like snap at you so it makes sense for that to like yep. fucking shock you um yay <laughs> well even with um with other with other films when they do a jump scare if it's a false jump scare they'll do an annoying music cue yeah and like because otherwise you wouldn't have been scared by it yeah well sometimes like even a false jump scare can be kind of scary like you got the halloween moment. halloween um i don't know well, thing the Hall- halloween's the, the greatest example of it we like mm. shit i I, th- I think it's very yeah, it's very it's um very a product of like the 90s to do like a um that sort of fake like fake out jump scare thing where mm. loud music but then oh it's nothing really scary it's just you're scared because loud music came on yeah as opposed to if something actually kind of terrifying is happening then loud music accompanying it, which is mm. okay sometimes, but a lot of times it can it's kind of ruin, usually can, can, can kind of ruin it. But it's um, just it's just the way horror movies have gone in recent years. Yeah, definitely. But um, this wasn't it wasn't music that was accompanying like the jump scares. It was mm. just a sound like a, like the gators growl yeah. or or like I don't know banging was, pipes. Shit yeah, like. there was like one bit where there was just the flash of lightning and and thunder at the same time. Yes. Uh, which I noticed sent Jacob flying back into his chair. <laughs> I was readjusting myself in the seat, man. <laughs> uh, um, I, yeah, I, I, that was probably the most enjoyment I got was seeing you, <laughs> seeing you jump a few times. Because <laughs> yeah, generally jump scares don't really get me occasionally, but for the most part they don't get me. But still, I was like, oh, that was good. I liked that. Good. I liked. Uh, oh, sorry, no, you go. I was gonna say I, I liked um. The lead performances are pretty good. That's actually what I was gonna say. Okay. <laughs> um, the only thing I've seen the other, I've seen the lead, uh, Kaya Scud- Scudelario, Scud- Scudelario or something. 
scuttle malaria. Yeah, <laughs> kayak cuttlefish malaria. <laughs> kayak cuttlefish malaria. <laughs> the only thing I've seen her in is the Maze Runner trilogy. Yeah, that's all I um, Which are not good movies at all. Um, but no, I liked her in this. Yeah. So clearly it was just the fact that she was given shitty movies. Yeah. Um, Barry Peppers in, in the movie. Barry He's... Peppers in it. He was good as well. Yep. Um, other nameless people were other, in it. Other nameless Florida men. <laughs> other, other, I was about to say cannon fodder, but gator fodder, I guess. Gator food. Gator, yeah, gator food were in the movie. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, the two leads, um, cause they're the ones you spend all the time with. They were really enjoyable. The only thing I'd critique about their performances is, um, uh, multiple points when they get bit or have something removed or get, um, in, in pain or in pain about something. In real life, they would be in fucking agony. Oh, yeah, for sure. But instead, though, they're kind of like, ow, oh, that hurt, and then just kind of move on a bit. I'm actually it's... just going to quickly uh, go on a tangent here and bring this up about Kill Bill that we watched the other night. Yeah. She got shotgunned in the chest, and they didn't seem to acknowledge it ever again in the film. She just had blood on her chest. She seemed to be fine the entire movie. You mean that she... um. Was she okay with it? Or do you mean like she was she? She didn't seem to react because it was or be in pain the entire movie because it was rock salt. It wasn't actually like um. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a bullet. She didn't get literally get shotgunned in the in the chest with like a slug. Ah, oh. it was rock salt. So it was stung. It stung the shit out of her. That's why she was just crying. There was, she was like, blood pouring out of her though. Oh well, yeah, it went into her skin, but it just blew her back. It didn't fucking. Mm. It didn't just rip a hole in her. Okay. All right. Anyway, back. He, 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 <laughs> back he, said, to he, he said multiple times, "I shot her with rock salt, man." Yeah, but I didn't realize that was literal. I thought that was just him. <laughs> Some fucking hick statement. Yeah, I got rock salt. Shotgun. Yeah, I I figured that was just another way of saying shot her with a shotgun. Maybe. He stunned. He stunned her, but really fucking. He's using shotgun her. shells. Using shotgun shells filled with rock salt. Okay. But, um, well, back to crawl. Um, can I talk about the alligators? For yes. A yes. I know you had things you wanted to say. Um, every now and then, I think um, the the effects are pretty uh, are kind of serviceable mm-hmm. because they use mostly CG. There's some great moments with the effects, and there's some other moments where they kind of look a bit hokey. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. some kind of underwaterish moments, but um. Jake has been rubbing his legs the Aggress- entire episode. I hope you've been enjoying listening to aggressively it. Aggressively rubbing my shin. Yeah, he's, he's just been aggressively uh, rubbing the bulge over the over his pants. And making intense <laughs> eye contact with Lachlan. And- see, see, Jacob, you know how earlier I pulled you up for making motions that no one could see? Yeah. That was the one point where you didn't have to make those motions <laughs> after I mentioned it. He started grabbing his cock. <laughs> he, he pulled it out and <laughs> slapped me across the face with it. I didn't like it. Um, I'd say I'd say probably ninety percent of the film, the effects were pretty much flawless. There's yeah. only a couple of moments. Uh, my my sorry, I'll, I'll let you get back to your alligator point in a sec. Um, my issue, because yeah, there's one or two shots of the alligators that are a bit iffy, but they're passable. Mm. And my only issue is there's just one fucking shot, and I don't know why they put it in the movie, where a bunch of spiders fall on her face and crawl around, and it just looks terrible. Mm. They. It didn't add much to the movie either. It could have just not been in the movie. Because it looked really bad. They were really weird looking spiders. <laughs> they they look like, like clip art spiders. <laughs> they look like daddy long legs. I don't know why she was having a fucking hard time with them. But <laughs> Anyway, tell us about your alligator problems. My alligator problem. Um, uh, I think it might be just... It just ha- This is a problem with just modern day horror. Mm-hmm. And um, with uh, whenever they have like a creature feature and they need to use a C- CG for a, for a creature... 
the good thing about older films, even though like some of the puppetry and the stop motion and whatever they used back then is a bit hokey, mm-hmm. there was a believability to them because they had weight to it. Yeah. So if the, if the, if a, a dinosaur was breaking through a window, it was a prop breaking through a window. The fr- the alligators at some point in the film do some very frantic actions, mm-hmm. and um and that's more of an issue with the way it's animated. Because like, because yeah. like one well, alligators don't move that fast. Yeah, they're they're very slow, like lumbering sort of creatures, I guess, to a certain extent. But yeah. like, it's like they're not they're not the clown from it. They're not. <laughs> they're, just, they're, just, they're not. They're not. They're not going crazy. So like, um, and it sort of takes you out a bit when like when we, we've seen alligators before. Mm-hmm. Like, like you, you can watch a video of like people at the zoo taking photos of alligators and shit, and you and you know like when an alligator is going after something, it doesn't look, it doesn't go, it doesn't move that fast. And so like there's a, and it's it's done to be very stylized. So, like oh mm-hmm. this is scary, the alligator's coming, but like, um, it takes you out a bit. Yeah, sure. What do you what do you think? Oh, I'm just gonna apologize for my laptop making a noise just before. That is okay. <laughs> Your laptop. Um, I'll, I'll give it a serious beating with my with my bare cock tomorrow. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I get where you're coming from, but yeah, I don't think it took me out of the experience at all. To be fair, there's only a few moments like that. Mm-hmm. It's, when, it's when we, it's unfortunately, it's when we first see the alligator. It just, it does it like this little, like, um, frantic CG sprint at mm-hmm. someone. And it's like, uh, <clears throat> that looked kind of hokey, but it, it, mo- was, uh, it moved hokey. Like it's it was a, a good entrance though. It was a good entrance. It was a scary entrance, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I know. It's it just, it, it, it kind of, it kind of reminded me of, um, of what's it called alien covenant. Mm-hmm. This is where the, the the CG point is. Um, in Alien Covenant, the alien looked like the model and the textures and like the way it's composited into the scene looked really good. But did you like when you were watching the film? Did you notice like something off about it? Not really. I noticed it just seemed like the 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 alien was very in in a weird way over animated, if that's even a word. It's where the way it moved didn't feel very convincing. Okay, and I think that's just a staple of just creature feature movies nowadays, where mm-hmm. like they over animate the creature. Yeah, that's a, happens a bit here. Um, not too much though, but yeah. it, but it, it is something that annoys me. Really. They they still did some fantastic work with their effects though. They the did. the hurricane in particular. The hurricane was probably the scariest part in the whole film. I know movie. the the storm the the effects of the storm the entire film like. It just looks real the entire film. It's very, 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 very well done. Yes. Um, it's one of these films where I watched and I'm like, how the how the fuck do you make this shit? Yeah. Obviously, they didn't go to Florida in a during a hurricane. During yeah. A hurricane. It's it's got to be like they went much... they went to Serbia during the middle of a hurricane. <laughs> it's got to be pretty much entirely CG, apart from probably like some practical rain effects and you know the use of actual water. But but yeah, it's. Movie magic, man. Movie magic, yeah. Um, the other thing I want to point out about the, about the alligators is um, their um, varying strength throughout mm. the film. Because I, d- I don't know, you don't know much about alligators, but just crocodiles and alligators in general, they, when they bite down into something... They're super strong. They're super strong. So when she, uh, she first gets bitten by them, it's just a nick. Yeah. It's like she's cut open her leg. It's like, it happens you know, a few times. It happens a few times. We're thinking she would have been fucking had she like because it gets her, and it would have snapped her leg. Mm-hmm. It would have. And then when you see the other, it kind of like expendable character show up there, just getting fucking ripped apart. Yeah. So it's um, she's wearing plot armor, dude. She's wearing plot armor. It's it's un- it's unfortunate with that with that kind of animal because that kind of animal 
It doesn't really, yeah. it doesn't slice, doesn't dice, it doesn't, its main method of killing things is by just fucking breaking something with its mouth. Yeah. So it's, um... Yeah, it doesn't have sharp teeth, but it's got a crushing, like, jaw. It's got a crushing jaw, so, like, it might deflate, no, 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 it might deflate, it might ruin some of the, the immersion and tension a bit mm-hmm. by having the animal not bite her at all or interact with her at all. Yeah. So, but then again, again you kind of ruin the immersion a bit by having... It bite her leg and just kind of scratch it a bit. It's like, no, her leg yeah. would be broken. It's a difficult thing because, yeah, if, if it doesn't actually do any damage to her at all, then there's less tension. Yeah. But if you have it fucking rip her limb from limb, then you've got no movie. <laughs> yeah. And a character does get limb, uh, ripped limb from, from limb at one point. Mm-hmm. But, um, but like, yeah, like the alligators at one point are strong enough to burst through wood, mm-hmm. not strong enough to burst through pipe, like metal pipe. Yeah. Strong enough to burst through glass at one point. Mm-hmm. but not strong enough to burst through a glass sheet in, in, in a shower, like a shower door. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that, that's that's where the, the, the tension mm-hmm. got ruined a little bit for me. It's like, what can they break? Yeah. How strong are they? And that really, the only explanation is just because movie. <laughs> because movie. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a, it, it's serviceable. serviceable. It's satisfying. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's, um, you buy it on Blu-ray, Jeremy Johns. I will. I'm sure I'll buy this because I, I want to watch it again. We we've we've kind of <laughs> talked fairly negatively about it. Oh yeah, like but it was fucking great. Yeah, it was it, it was um really tense, really mm-hmm. really well done. It's just yeah, there's a few. They're they're fairly minor. Yeah, these perhaps. are all these are all minor points. Like yeah. I, I love the movie, but like yeah, yeah, definitely it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be I thought it was great. <laughs> Unless we want to end it there, I would also like speaking of fake rain. Rain. <laughs> yes. Speaking of fake, fake rain, we just watched Space Cop, and um, thanks Red Letter Media. Thank you for um, wasting a hundred minutes of our time. <laughs> I, I, if I had a Patreon, I would I would subscribe to you, and then unsubscribe. Actually, I wouldn't use Patreon from from the, the get go. But yeah, you, you get what I mean. No, good work, guys. You did well. <laughs> it was. Uh... It was a wonderful mixed bag of entertainment. It was. It, it was like a an an M and M's mixed bag. You get the good normal milk chocolate kind, and then you bite down hard into a shitty peanut butter one. You don't like peanut M and M's. I do. I just uh peanut M and M's are the best M and M's. They're the only two I know of. That's like <laughs> watching Space Cop. It's a bowl of M and M's, <laughs> mixed M and M's, and you might just grab something you like. Or you might get a mouthful of nuts. <laughs> Thanks for watching. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed uh, this episode that has been nothing but talking about film. Uh, we'll usually mix it up with some other stories. But it's fucking like two in the morning. Mm. Uh, we're very tired. Why did you record that? Why didn't you wait until... Uh, because I wanted to capitalize on having Jacob here so that I can edit the, f- the podcast less. Yes. So hopefully this might actually release... No, I'm not going to do this to myself. <laughs> yeah, if I set a time frame... Sweetie, don't do it to yourself. If I set a time frame, it's going to come out in December. That's just how it's just how things go. But hopefully, because you've been here, sitting next to me, maybe this won't take as much time to edit, and we can try and get this podcast out really quickly, and then get another episode out soon after. Because we've always wanted to, you know, do schedules with it, but it's just been too, too difficult. We're busy men. 
busy yeah busy lives we've got shit to do we've got yeah we've got papers yeah like watching space cop on blu-ray you're welcome red letter media i gave you a bunch of fucking money (laughs) (laughs) i didn't have anywhere to go from there uh yeah thanks everyone for listening just a reminder that the podcast on itunes uh if that's still a thing. <laughs> G- goodbye, farewell, rest uh, in peace, iTunes. Go follow us on Instagram. We don't have Instagram. Oh shit! Now I've got to set up an Instagram. Go thing. follow us on Twitter, is what I meant to say. We have a we have our own personal accounts. We have a Discheads account where we post stupid fucking memes about ourselves because we're that egotistical. And could you please donate to my uh, to my Patreon? I really need the money to sew back up my gooch. <laughs> it finally happened. That's uh, patreon.com slash Jacob. Jacob. Oh. <laughs> Why don't you send him to my, go- to my GoFundMe? Jacob lives at. <laughs>